white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 7, Episode 20. I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. I'm Chris. So that's two weeks in a row for you. Yeah, yeah. And second episode, Chris. Second appearance. One off of the uh, match ball now, <laughs> one away from getting that. Lots to cover today. Um, the opening question, which we'll go straight into, is what is your best memory of Spurs in the FA Cup? And I'm looking at you first for this because you've got the most experience of uh, Spurs in the FA Cup over the years, so you, m- you must have quite a few. Yeah, yeah, quite a few. Um, obviously, 81 final was lucky enough to be at. Ricky Veer's goal um, is certainly up there. Um, 91 semi-final against Woolwich. Um, the Gaza goal and just in general how well we played that day. And also, um, Liverpool way, I think it was the quarter-final in 95 with the Klinsman goal in the last couple of minutes against Liverpool at Anfield, which was again mm. was a was superb result. Yeah. Um, Chris, looking at you, any, any good memories of Spurs? Or I suppose probably not that many well, good memories of Spurs in the FA Cup. As you know, during our lifetime, there hasn't really been many <laughs> FA Cup memories, to be honest. No. The, the one from last season, um, the last FA Cup game at Wembley, um, I went to, and that was the Millwall game. Oh, one hot lane, yeah, yeah. We won 6-0, I thought it was 5-0, it was 6-0. Kilman Son with a hat-trick and even Janssen scored, so that was a bit of a collector's item. But apart from that, it's been, it's, no, it's been fairly painful, the FA Cup, to be honest. That 6-0 win against Mills, actually, has come up quite a few times for people that have written in. So, Chill Will on Reddit said he got to take his younger brother to his first Spurs game last year. Spurs 6 Millwall nil. Got to see Spurs at White Hot Lane in FA Cup tie effing good atmosphere and a ton of goals uh, he's glad, glad he got to share it with him I'd rate the Wickham game better than that as last well, season well it's interesting you've said that because Wickham's also come up a few times and that was a bonkers game it was 4-3 we were 2-0 down and 3-2 down and yet we ended up winning on the day with a, I, I thought we was out crazy I game. thought we was out of the game at 3-2 down I must admit that day yeah, because that, that was with not long to go either, wasn't it? eight minutes to go, I think, something yeah. like that. It was not good, that not was, good. That was a, a crazy game. There's been, there's been quite a few, like you said, with the Paul Gascoigne goal. Um, Angry T-Tow on Reddit has said there's only one answer. Brilliant name. There's only one answer, 1991 semi-final against the Scum. Uh, he also said Chas and Dave's victory song. We're off to mm. Wembley because we beat the Arsenal. Yeah, that was funny because it was rumoured that Arsenal had recorded their cup final song. And uh, again, all rumours, Gaz had got wind of this and uh, he took over from Terry Venables and did the team talk before the game. Mm. You know, how true that is, I don't know. I think with that, we were massive underdogs that day. Yeah. You know, Arsenal, I think, lost one game all season. They're going for the double. My favourite memory of that game was we had the tunnel end that, that day. And as Woolwich were coming off at the end, we were chanting, to them, where's your double gone? And yeah, that was that just, it was fantastic. Mm. It was a fantastic day. But then to go on then and win the cup was great. Yeah. Um, I'll just say that year with Gaza, um, he set up the goal in the third round, you know, all the way through his score. I think he played Oxford and he scored in that. We went to Portsmouth <coughs> away and we were losing 1-0 at half-time, and he got both the goals in the second yeah. half, got the winner against Notts County. Obviously, we all know what happened in the final, but without him, we wouldn't have won the cup back. Yeah. Uh, Jason's written on Facebook as well, friend of the show. He just put, winning it in 81, Ricky's goal. Oh, and yeah. you had that as, the, that's the best goal you've ever seen. That's what you Yeah, yeah, what you yeah, because, because, it, because, it's, um, because it wins a cup. 
Yeah. I think that's 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 why I, I rate that really. There's been some fantastic goals, but I think that's why I rate it so high. It's pretty iconic, isn't it? Any Spurs yeah. montage you see, that's the goal that stands out, isn't it? Yeah. Out of all of them. Amazing goal. Sam Diggins on Facebook as well. And uh, you might be able to jog on this, but I don't remember this game. It's Fulham v Spurs, FA Cup fifth round, eighteenth of February two thousand seven. Berbatov's second goal is the best goal he's seen live. Oh, it's the volley, isn't it? Is that, that what it is? game, isn't it? Is that the four 0 game? Robbie Keane got two and Berbatov got two. Yeah, yeah, that sounds head. that sounds right. Yeah, he came over his shoulder and he just yeah volleyed it, didn't he? Yeah. Um, just going back to Wickham, Simon Mitchell again, who contributes most weeks, said Wickham last season uh, he took his kids to their first and last ever game at White Hart Lane. Atmosphere was great and the kids enjoyed every second of the experience. They've since been to Wembley and they do not enjoy it as much. Um, it's interesting know, that we can games come up a few yeah, times. Yeah, I, I, I think it's you know it's a bit different at, at, at Wembley. You know, it's you're not quite as noisy and you're not quite as close to the pitch. It's, it's fine. You know, we, we just got to get through the season. We're yeah. halfway through it now. Mm. So, and a uh, friend of the show, Cole Woodbridge, good friend of the show, Cole Woodbridge, has written in as well. He said March 1979 against Manchester United at White Hart Lane, biggest crowd he's he's been at White Hart Lane, fifty one thousand eight hundred. Chris Jones going up with Gary Bailey, who dropped the ball. Jones put the ball in the net, but ref disallowed the goal. Spurs' annual showed a picture of the incident, and Jones didn't touch the keeper. They lost in the replay, mm. uh, which is interesting. He's, he's also got the 82 Cup final, um, 84 Fulham away in the third round, which he said was the coldest he's ever been at football. We drew 0-0 and then won the replay. I think, I think that, yeah, we won the replay 5-0, I think. I think that was when... Ray Clements went off injured and Graham Roberts went in goal. <coughs> I, think, I think Mrs. Latcher was in tow in that she? game. Yep. And um, I remember there being a free kick and they killed it around the wall Fulham and Roberts saved it to his right hand side. That was in the days where you played the game on the Saturday and then the replay would be four days later on the yeah. Wednesday. And I think it was about, I think it was 5 0 yeah. at the lane. If anybody doesn't follow Graham Roberts on Twitter as well, make sure you have a look at his page because it's fantastic. Just mm. slagged off Arsenal twenty four seven. We like that, yeah. Uh, and then uh, final one from uh, Facebook page is friend of the show Javad. Uh, so he's put a few. He's put the nineteen ninety one cup run. Nineteen ninety is when he first support, started supporting Spurs. Uh, since then, we've not had many great cup moments, as you were saying, Chris. Mm. A few runs of the semis, but never further. He's got nineteen ninety five, the six two win against Southampton. And Ronnie's hat trick. We were two 0 down after fifty six minutes. That 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 is actually I can remember. <coughs> what year was that? Was that the ninety five? Nineteen ninety five. That that was the that was Clinton year then. Um, you'd yeah, Clinton scored a late winner at Anfield in the next round. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. I mean, you would have been two years old yeah. in that, Jack, and I would have thought for the replay, you'd have got up to bed and I listened to it on the radio. Yeah. Um, and I think the previous when Southampton had played, they were very negative at Tottenham. Um, yeah, it was just one of them games where everything that rose and told it went in. I think it's about the only time it ever happened, really. The one when he gets a long ranger, is that the same game where he yeah. bends it in from yeah. about 35 yards yeah. out? Yeah, he's scoring from all angles <laughs> and all, all different things. Because that yeah. game went to extra time as well, did it not? It did, yeah. Yeah, it was 2-2. And I know that Darren Anderson, I think, got the six, which really rubbed it in because, you know, ex-Portsmouth scored against Southampton. Mm. Very um, underrated player, Darren Anderson, as well. For anyone that didn't ever get the chance to see him, he was an excellent player. His delivery, you saw it at Ledley King's testimonial game, his delivery is still... I think fantastic. Um, I think with Darren Anderton, um, he was very unlucky with injuries, you know, or mm. sick note and all of them things. But you know, it was funny because he they he was always joking that when England main tournaments used to come round, he was all of a sudden fit and he was straight mm. back in the team. But I think he's one of the best right hand sided midfield players I've seen at Tottenham. Mm. He's that good. And um, sticking with the FA Cup theme, 
Uh, I just wanted to see what people's favourite FA Cup upset of all time is. So it doesn't have to include Spurs, can include Spurs if you want. Chris, you got any any big ones so on this? I had two. I, I've got to really only choose one during my lifetime mm. because there was the Wimbledon against Liverpool one, which one was nil, huge yeah. because Liverpool were probably the best team in the country back then. But the one I've chosen really is the Wigan against City in 2013. Yeah, because you had the oil-rich City. You had people <coughs> like Yaya Toure, David Silva, Aguero, etc. And Wigan, like a little family club, like hardly worth anything their team and um you know they were facing relegation that season yeah. actually three days after winning the cup martinez got the sack but so it must have been a bit of a weird time for for their fans but um yeah what an upset and that was one nil ben watson literally the Stoppage last minute kick. didn't he yeah. score the Put header me. i've got um yeah of, of course the wimbledon liverpool final um go right back to way before your time uh, 1973 Sunderland won Leeds nil mm. uh, Statterer know a bit more about mm. this one um, that was a massive upset Leeds really were the top team then it'd be like playing City now and Sunderland won and Leeds threw the kitchen sink at them and they just held just out couldn't and score. I think um, I've got one of my favourite ones was actually involved Woolwich um, where they, they lost 2-1 at Wrexham and they were a goal up with two minutes to go and I think it was in the third round and they managed to contrive to lose it so I like like that one um, 1992 that game Wrexham 2 yeah, yeah. it says, it says I've, I've got I've got them a, a oh, brief okay. match report and it says it should never have been a contest second in the first division against bottom of yeah. the entire football league wow. it's amazing yeah. what a one-off game can do any, any, anything can happen can't it um, just don't like to dwell on it too much, but I think of two games that I went to where Spurs, we when we got knocked out to Bradford one year oh. in the third round, and in worse than that, I think it was the year after, two years after, it was under Terry Venables, we lost 2 1 at Port Vale. <coughs> and I think was that, you there for that? There for both the games. <laughs> and uh, Port Vale, I think, was one of the worst games I've ever, ever been to. So 2 0 down, I think we 2 0 down, we got gold back. and it was just horrendous, yeah, absolutely horrendous. It, it might not have been in the FA Cup, it might have been in the League Cup, but I remember us losing 1-0 at Grimsby. Mm. But I yeah. think that was a League yeah. Cup, early League it, Cup it, game. It's a deflected goal, Last wasn't minute. it? Yeah, it's yeah. Definitely, I think it, you, we were probably watching it together. It's not FA Cup. It's de- I'm, I'm, I remember going for a League Cup game at Grimsby and we were winning 3-0. Mm. Um, and that was probably about 92, because I think Gordon Jury was playing mm. for a cent. Some other big FA Cup upsets from over the years. 1972... Hereford United 2, Newcastle yeah. United mm. 1. Yeah. Uh, and they've actually they folded Hereford United. I don't even exist no. as a club. Uh, Wrexham 2, Arsenal 1 is in the yeah. list as well. 1984, Bournemouth 2, Manchester United 0. Oh, Harry that was, Redknapp. That was Ron Atkinson was manager was at um, United then. Yeah, Harry Redknapp. Yeah, good old Harry. Then, yeah. then there's the game you mentioned, Chris. Liverpool 0, Wimbledon mm. 1 in the final, 1988, which is mad. Uh, Col- uh, sorry, Colchester three leads to nineteen seventy one. That was was that the Ronnie Radford goal? So this is Ronnie two Radford? years prior to the upset against Sunderland. Yeah. So not a good couple of years for yeah. Leeds there. Then the Sunderland one yeah. Leeds Neil's made this list as well. Sutton two Coventry one nineteen eighty nine. That was um, that was two years after they beat us in the final. And Sutton were a non league team, and Coventry were a top division team. 
Yeah, which so is, that, that's mental. 1972, Leighton Orient 3, Chelsea 2. Oh, I don't know that one. I don't, I've never heard that oh, song. I would have only been seven years old, but I, I don't know that one. Yeah, that's, that's where, look where Leighton Orient are now as well. And in 2013, Norwich City nil, Luton Town 1. Which is, Luton actually are, are doing quite well now, but at the time they mm. were pretty much nowhere and they got, they got a victory at Norwich who were in the Premier League at that point so that was obviously a massive victory for them as well so some massive upsets done the, the FA Cup's great isn't it for, for stuff like yeah, that I, I think it's a bit different now because teams do put out weakened teams whereas years ago you were trying if you were mid-table in the Premier League well, or in Division 1 as it was you, you would go for the <coughs> Cup and you would maybe rest players to the previous league game. Yeah. Um, it's all, all changed around a bit now, Jay. It's a little bit different as well because when you say put out a weak team, for a lot of Premier League sides, like, well, I, I want to I briefly talk about Arsenal because when they've gone out, they lost 4-2 to mm. London Forest, which is an absolutely disastrous result for them. That's Considering great, what's yeah. happening in their season, if we'd have been in that position and fielded that team, I'd have been furious. But weaker teams now, especially for the top sides, are still, you still play seven or eight internationals. So you look at that Arsenal team yesterday, you look at the Tottenham team against Wimbledon, which was a, a weaker side, it's full of international players. So it's not like what it used to be, where you would literally have a reserve team, players that never played would get a game in the I, FA Cup. It's, it's, it's not like that. I think the difference was yesterday, we don't want to dwell too much on Woolwich, but they um, didn't have their top players on the bench. Yeah. So that when it goes pear-shaped, you, you, know, you can bring two or three on. You know, um, you know we brought Sun on, didn't we? Yeah. yesterday and, and you know, that made a difference straight away yeah. we'll come on to one with an, an advantage because we've got quite a few games we want to talk through because we had three games in the last week uh, so we had Swansea first of all which was on Tuesday night um, going into that game I think we were all pretty confident that we could go there and get a result yeah. they had just changed managers which was the only slight thing we are a little bit nervous about but we went there there was no Harry Kane Lorente started um, and we played pretty well. It wasn't the best game of football, but we, we dug the result out. Well, what, what did you make of the game, Chris? The conditions were pretty tough, weren't yeah. they? More or less 15 minutes after kick-off. <laughs> it was very blustery yeah. and raining non-stop, so it must have been pretty difficult to play in. Um, but no, I'm really pleased with the result. We looked comfortable, especially after we got the first goal. Yeah. I think we got a bit of good fortune in there, didn't we, with the first goal with Yorente yeah. uh, uh, actually being a little offside. But, you know, we, you know, you take them, you, you get them every now and then, and then you get them given against you. So, um, but yeah, really, really pleased overall. And, um, you know, good to get back to winning ways. Because before that, we'd had a couple of, you know, you didn't really know if we what sort of Spurs team yeah, was going to go out, so it's just good to have a convincing performance for once. I, th- I thought what was noticeable in the Swansea game was we hit balls into the box as soon as we got over the halfway line. We put the ball in the box. We had Lorente up front, and there's been the frustration with Lorente this season that he's not done much when he's come on. But I felt a little bit sorry for him because we we never seem to really play to his strengths. Mm. He's a six foot four centre forward. He's, He's quite strong, he's decent in the air. You think put the ball in the box. Swans again, we did it from minute one. He scored, all right, it was offside, it was a lovely header. And he had another couple of chances which he probably should have done better mm-hmm. with. But normally in games, he doesn't seem to get many opportunities. Whereas that Swansea game, he, he could have had two or three goals. So I thought we finally put the ball in the box for him yeah, and played we, to his strength. We played a bit more. A lot of people said that though when Saldado was at the club, that we didn't put the ball in front of him where he can finish. You know, he's always playing with his back to goal. 
What pleased me with the Swansea game, as with the Burnley game previously away, we seem to have gone back to how we were playing towards the end of last season away mm-hmm. on the front foot. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to see us go, to, you know, I like to see us go to Anfield and play like that in a, in a few weeks' time. And you Absolutely. know, um, that's what we've got to do. Do you think the change in formation? Because we've gone to a back four, it gives us, in theory, gives us another attacker because we've got a four-two-three and you've got a front four. Is has that helped us? I, in think, those I games? think I think we spoke about this last week about the obsession of um, you know this five man defence with you know mm. flying wing backs and yeah I think you can juggle the team now when 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 the arm is fit I think you know we mm. can look at maybe playing him and Dyer and maybe going back to a four again um, and and also you know it gives it's another way of rotating players isn't it yeah you know yeah, it's good to see one your one your back Chris you're a big one your fan didn't you absolutely last year I thought he was one of our better players. Mainly because, you know, he's a new player. So in the first season, you're going to be motivated. And I was a bit worried about him suffering from kind of second season syndrome, mm. kind of coming in and being distinctly average. He's been unlucky with injuries, yeah. but um, I'm so glad that he and Lamella are back because it gives you more options. And um, we we haven't had that 11 we had last year. We haven't had them for any game this season. Yeah. Dembele, Wanyama, Rose... Older Vareld, someone's been injured. We haven't had that eleven mm. like we had last year. That was such a well-oiled machine playing the best football in the league. We yeah. haven't had that, and we've been unlucky. But it's great to see him back. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And we then have West Ham, which was just two days later. It's, it's quite rare top-flight football. We have a game Tuesday, Thursday. It's, it's, yeah. on a, it's a bit strange scheduling mm. from the Premier League. I can remember the days where it was uh, three three games in five days over Easter <laughs> yeah, and things like that. Crazy. But we have West Ham. Um, obviously, we knew it was going to be a tough game. We knew yeah. we were going to get men behind the ball. We were still confident that we would we'd get the result because we're a better team than them. But it was an incredibly frustrating game. I mean, the first half was a bit of sort of, yeah, OK, we've not done heaps with the ball. But then as the game went on, we, they just got deeper and deeper and deeper. And we had so many chances in the game. It was crazy. And then the first time they even come out of their half... Obiang scored that worldie, which is one of the best goals I've seen for a long time. It's full on 30 yards out, and he's hit it, and it's flown in the top corner. And you're thinking, at that point, you're thinking, oh my God. Like, I, I think as we was, yeah, it was, it was a great strike. Um, but I was arguing, well, it wasn't a better goal, but I think Sun's goal was just as good. And I'll tell you why, because I was at the game, and you get very frustrated. And there's nothing worse than when you're a goal down and you've had a lot of possession and you get a player who tries to shoot from 20 yards mm-hmm. and it goes into row Z. So I think to actually t- have the confidence to take the shot on um, was brilliant. I, I, I think that it weren't a total disaster that game. Um, weren't a disaster that most people are making out. We no, got the no. draw. We didn't lose it. We got, the, we got back and got the draw. If we play like that in most games this season, we'll win. And it, it, just a few things just didn't drop for yeah. us, that was all. What were your thoughts, Chris, on, on my stand? Well, even before, um, <laughs> even before the kickoff, I was kind of a little bit on edge because yeah. the journey there had been an absolute nightmare. Yeah, um, yeah. Two hours yeah. Um, to get Because the Met line was shut. It was, they had delays or a train failure of some sort, so a lot of people were kind of screwing before we did yeah. got there. Dashed in there, got in six minutes late, and I haven't been late to a football game in years. Yeah. 
Um, and things didn't get much better from yeah. there. West Ham, as you say, they frustrated us. We didn't really do anything wrong, but they just frustrated mm. us. And Moyes organises his defences really well. Uh, as you say, their goal was phenomenal. Um, but um, yeah, we'll we just we just got to keep plugging yeah. away. It was a good opportunity. That was what really frustrated <coughs> me because Arsenal drew with Chelsea on the Friday yeah. night. And I think if we'd have won, we would have gone a point behind Liverpool and four ahead of Arsenal. Yeah, but that's true. that's all that's all ifs and buts yeah. anyway. But um, as Kevin said, if you play like that in most games, I think you win. Yeah, I, these are the statistics from from that game: seventy-one percent possession to West Ham's twenty-nine, thirty-one shots to West Ham's three, eight shots on target to their one, seven corners to their one. So I mean. Statistics don't win football matches, right? It's the scoreline. Nine times out of ten with those statistics... 31 shots. God. Nine times out of ten with those statistics, you will win a game of football. Mm. But it, 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 it wasn't to be. It's, the pre, pre, Premier League football is a game of far margins. And if we score in the first 20 minutes when we have a half chance, the game is completely different mm. because they have to open up a little bit. So You just said that 31 shots, eight on target. So that's roughly 25% of shots on target. Mm, not too sure about yeah, that. Yeah, but there, I suppose four. there was quite a lot of long-range shots, wasn't there? There was. Mm-hmm. There was a couple there of dyes that were pretty dire, I must yeah. admit. We yeah. went flying over the bar. One thing I would say as well is because there was a lot of, obviously a lot of negativity towards the way West Ham approached yeah. the game. Um, which I can understand, but also a lot of teams have had success against us at Wembley this year by playing that way, by getting men, 11 men behind the ball, defending deep and saying, come then break us down. And unfortunately, until we start smashing teams 3, 4, 5 nil consistently who play like that, that mindset of opposition teams is not going to change. Like You know when we play our next league game at home, we've got Everton. You know what they're going to do. You know they're going to come, they're going to have 11 behind the ball and they're going to make it difficult. And until we can... And it's not easy to break teams down when they defend in numbers and defend that deep. It's, it's not easy to do it. No, it's not. I think um, I think you're going to come on to the Everton game later um, and we'll talk a bit more about it yeah. then. Yeah. And we had Wimbledon as well after that. So the draw against West Ham. Oh, one fun film West Ham actually. It was 10 points from 12 over the Christmas yeah, period. Yeah, great. Which... We'd have taken that. It's not a bad return. We're just not bad. We were joint top with Liverpool in the form of our over that period, so That's right. it could have been a lot worse. Top on goal difference. <laughs> yeah, top on <laughs> goal difference. Uh, and then it was Wimbledon. So Wimbledon, uh, it was a great tie. They, they had a huge following that came to Wembley. Massive, massive amount of uh, away fans. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Massive day out for them at Wembley as well. Obviously, they're, they're a fantastic set of supporters. They've seen it all. They've, they've been at the top and they've gone right down to the lower leagues and now they're fighting their way. I think they're in League One, aren't they? About mid table in League Sen- One. So. Sensible pricing, though, Jack. You know, ten for adults and a five for kids. Lots of kids <coughs> there after Christmas. That's what you want for your cup games. Yeah. You know, sensible. What you don't want is, you know, try and eke a little bit more money out of the support and have 20,000 there. You know, 47,000 after only being at home three days mm. earlier. I think it's a great, great yeah. attendance. Yeah. Really good. The, the team, as it always does, come out an hour before kickoff. So, Chris, what did you make, Chris, when you saw the team? Were you happy with the selection or did you think, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure? No, I was pleased because we need to take this competition seriously. I think every fan would say that, um, especially after the League Cup showing yeah. against West Ham. So, I think we really needed to... You know, focus a bit more on this. Um, and then there are a couple of guys given a chance, the likes of Carl Walker Peters and Juan Foyf. I was pleased to yeah. see given a chance. He's looked all right actually, Foyf, um, in the few games he's played. They're they're 
perfect for him those league cup games not not too intense not not too much pressure on him um but yeah there were one or two players like that and uh Wanyama starting Dembele starting he he doesn't seem to have started many games this season which is um a bit of a worry for me because I thought Dembele was such a big player for us last season but um that was a strong team and I'm pleased he did it and get some good feeling back in the team after you know what what some people might say was a negative result against West Ham. Yeah, definitely. I, I was actually really pleased to see Harry Kane starting. A lot of people were like, I'll rest him. But it was like, he didn't play against Swansea. Oh, he played 90 against the Sam, but he, he's not going to burn out from those games because he hasn't played 90, 90, 90. So I thought, it was, I thought it was a good team selection and also a justified one because it was nil-nil after about 65 minutes. Mm. Like, and Wimbledon, all right, they didn't show that much attack going forward, defended well. And again, with frustrating us. And... I've got the breakthrough. Sun was the difference. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Kane paid, uh, played because um, obviously he was out of form because he'd gone one game without yeah. scoring. Yeah. But so, that's the um, thing, that's what keeps his goals ticking uh, over, doesn't it? As a forward, as you, as you said with Lorente earlier on, and we've seen it, you know, with Saldada going back, you know, um, as a forward, you need to be playing and scoring. And you see, you know, <laughs> since Sun's been playing a lot of games, yeah, he might miss the odd game here and there, you know, his contribution to the team now is very valuable. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a great win, and I want to touch on Jan Vertonghen as well, because he goes on these amazing runs pretty much every time you watch him, he'll pick the ball up and he'll just carry the ball 60 yards through the centre of the pitch, and you're thinking, what's the centre-half do it? And he's had so many opportunities the last few years, some great chances, the keeper's pulled off great saves, he's hit the woodwork, he's been incredibly unlucky, so to see him score the one strike that it was... For for a central defender, you know, his composure and and his shooting, his second to nine... The, the one was against Woolwich last year when Czech made that yeah. world save. Yeah, bent it from the edge of the area, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. I think they said on TalkSport that it was his first goal since 2015. Yeah, right. I was quite surprised with that. Because you, you associate him, he's like a five, six goal a season, depending yeah. on what you'd associate him as, with being that. But He'll go on a run now, put him in your fantasy team, yeah, he'll go on a run now and get a few goals do you think? Do you think that his name's not mentioned enough when people have discussions about who the top centre-halves in Europe where do you stand, Vertonghen? Are you a he's fantastic or are you a he's okay? No, I love him. I think he's a wonderful player. And I think um, he's so versatile as well. And he could play a holding midfield role for Tottenham quite In an emergency. In an emergency, quite comfortably. I know everyone says about Toby Alderweireld being out of the team. But you watch him and you watch he's always talking to Sanchez. And, you know, uh, very <coughs> organised, very calm. That's what you want in defence. We've been quite blessed as supporters to have seen some of the best centre-halves. I think you've had Ledley King, yeah, for Tonga, and now Sanchez. Sanchez looks a Rolls-Royce of a centre-half. There, there was unbelievable. Um, there was a bit in the West Ham game when Sanchez had given the ball away and they broke. Hernandez had a good two yards on him and Vertonghen was just doing the backup. He let Sanchez... Sanchez was outside, didn't panic, trust Sanchez, won the tackle. Um, that's what you want to see in defence. You don't want to see panicking. Yeah, isn't it? Absolutely excellent player. I remember for 35 mil, that's now looking a bargain, especially Bremen Liverpool have just blown 75 million on Virgil van Dijk, who's a, is a decent centre-half, but that's well, an absurd I, fee. I think, you know, I think you, just very quickly, if you look at that fee and the Coutinho fee, which is absolutely ridiculous. Is that know. a good... Well, let's, let's talk We're about transfers, to, yeah. actually. Is, is that a good sell for Liverpool? What do you think, Chris? 100, 130 million or whatever. Is One it a good sell? sell? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of money. He's a special player, that's for sure. Um, and I think if you take into account it 
as he said, had been his dream to play for Barca. Um, the fact that it was done fairly smoothly and it didn't really affect Liverpool's form, it was kind of done under wraps. Yeah. I think from their point of view, they'll be sad to see him go, but 142 million for one player. They've already got their midfield is already quite blessed. Yeah. They've got Salah, they've got Adam Lalana coming back from injury, Mane, and all the other guys there. So I don't think he will be missed. He's got that star quality. But it's it's a good it's a good sell, yeah. forty two million. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it is a good sell. I think Lallana coming back, and they've got someone coming in in the summer, haven't they? Kieta, he's a yeah. midfield player, centre midfield player. Yeah. So I think it, you know, it's a bit of a no brainer to me. Yeah, you know, Andrew, I, I I mean, I'm just, I just don't know what to say about me. I could, if, you know, if someone come in in this window and said hundred and forty two million pound for Christian Eriksen, I think sell him. I, I think we would sell him. Yeah, would you sell him? I think I probably would at that yeah. type of money. It is, it is a lot of money. I think, I think Chris made a really good point. It's that he's an amazing player, but they, they've got a lot of depth in that position. It would almost be like someone coming in and taking one of our centre-halves for an mm. absurd fee. You'd be like, yeah, but we've got world-class players in that position as well. So, mm. so what price Kane then? I would, sell, I, said, I would not sell Harry Kane for any... Anything. Every player's got his price. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't and say I, that. And I reckon uh, Kane's price now has gone to 300 million with, the, with that. I don't transfer. know. I, and this is, I never thought I'd say this. I don't know if I would sell him for that. I wouldn't sell because him. Because what could, what would you do? If, if someone offered you 500 million for him, regardless of the fee, it's insane money, but what could you actually do with that money? You couldn't go and buy a forward that's no. as good as him. That's, that's the thing. No. I think Mr. Levy would be very tempted if you put three hundred million on the table. The cost hanging over his head of the new stadium, um, and as Kevin said, every player's got his price. And if you can wipe off like half <coughs> or a third of the debt of the new stadium on one player, um, you know, we'd we'd do it. I think. <laughs> I, I think I agree that I think if three hundred million on the table, I think Levy would sell him. Gone. See you later. Mm. But as a fan. If I was in charge, I, I, I just no, don't... No. I, I, there's not a price because regardless of what it would do, you'll you go backwards as a team. If, you, if you're going to be a top, top team, you've got to have you've got to have another couple of players who are not far behind. So hypothetically, if you could say, you know, Modric and Bell when they're in their prime, if you've got them behind <coughs> Kane, then you've got a team that might challenge City. What I would say with Kane is there's only two teams in the world that you could put him in that he wouldn't be their best player. And that's Madrid and Barcelona. Mm. I, think, I think even if you put him in at City, I think he'd be City's best player. I over agree. De Bruyne and all those top I players. Agree. I agree. Because he's guaranteed 25 yeah. league goals. Yeah. I think um, he's, he's stay put at the moment. I think the, the crunch might come when Ronaldo leaves Real Madrid. I think that will be the crunch where they'll be looking at getting someone Maybe. else. And I think there's a lot of... Um, a lot of big money being thrown away for around for average players at the moment. Mm. Should we be going after people in this January window? I'm looking at you, Chris, on this one. Do you think, firstly, we should? And if you think, yes, is there anybody in particular you think we should be trying to bring in? January is always difficult. And, you know, you, you can't really make a major big change halfway through the season. It, it very rarely works out. Um, I don't think you can really expect to see Levy going out and spending 30 million like he did last January for Sissoko or, you know, 50 million on someone. But yeah. um, there's always room for improvement. And um, I'd like to see, I know we've just had Lamella come back, but I still see that 
the midfield trio behind Kane, I still think we need someone there pushing them three to keep them at that level. Mm. And um, I know Barkley's obviously just gone to Chelsea, and I'm I'm not devastated about <coughs> that. I'm not I'm not Could sad. Could we have gone for him? Do you think? I think so. Fifteen yeah. million. He's not world class. Don't get me wrong, but I think having his presence there. And the fact that he's a potch player as well, he's aggressive, physical, young English, he would have fitted in with the other guys. Mm. Um, and I think having him on the bench behind the likes of Ali, Son and Ericsson, it would have made them think, I better keep on my game. Because I think sometimes that, particularly Ericsson and Ali, they can sometimes go off the ball for like three or four games. And if you've got someone like that, you know, it keeps them on yeah. their toes. The standards stay high. Yeah, I think the other two names that are, have been floated about, obviously Wilfred Zaha, because you know, I mean, he's carrying Crystal Palace, and mm-hmm. a lot of big sides are looking at him to, for his goals, his assists, and his all round what he brings to a game. And Mares as well is another one that every window at the minute that comes around, people are saying that he's going to leave. Would you be happy if we got either of them? Um, I, I don't think we will get either of <coughs> them, because they'll both be 40 million at least on the transfer market. Uh, Daniel Levy's not going to spend that type of mm-hmm. money in January. Um, I think we, we might not even do any business. Mm. We might even shift one out. I think a if Kudu or someone like that potentially. I think if one of the Milan clubs offers enough money for Dembele, we, we may get rid mm. of Dembele in January because he's got 18 months on his contract. I think if any of the Milan clubs come in with any offers over 20 million, I think we'll sell him. Do you think that'd be a wise move, considering all of his like Christmas and all of his contributions last season? I'd, keep, I'd, 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 I'd keep him because I think even if he's a bit player, so to speak, I think he offers you something a little bit different. Yeah, I agree. And with that. Um, I, I quite like him in away games when you're winning and bring him on because he, he holds the ball up well and doesn't give it away too much. Yeah. I, I, I personally wouldn't, wouldn't get rid of him, but I'm just talking in general yeah. I, I don't think we'll be doing any business and I think we might do one or two but I we won't be spending any money the I, Danny Rose be, Luke Shaw stuff seems to have died down as well probably because Luke Shaw's back in the United team playing quite well at the moment mm-hmm. but he's he's still out of contract in the summer so yeah. you know um, there might be a deal to be done I, I don't know Rose is now injured again so yeah. you know we'll, we'll see we've got Everton coming up that's our next Premier yep. League game at home um, they've been fantastic since Allardyce has gone in there. They think they've only lost one league game since been they lost to um, Liverpool in the Cup on Friday night as well. But he's he done a great job since going in there. He's a Marmite manager, Allardyce, and he is a love him or hate him. But whether you love him or you hate him, he, he does get the job done. Wherever he's gone, he does well. I think um, I know my mate, I know Cole Woodbridge is a massive fan of Allardyce. <laughs> that, that's very tongue in cheek. Um, yeah, he is a Marmite character. What encourages me about playing Everton is that they've still got, you know, the likes of Sigerson and Schneiderlin and players like yeah. that. They're a bit more of a, a, a ball players and things like that. Yeah. And I think we'll get the odd gap. We've seen Sigerson play. He's even, you know, he plays one good game in six as far as I'm mm. concerned. Hopefully it won't be this weekend. Um, set pieces, we mustn't be giving anything away. Mm, yeah. You've got Rooney and Sigerson in the team. Um I think we should still have too much for Everton. Yeah, I, think I, so. I think, you know, I'm going to go 3-1. Three, 3-1. Three, three we beat them 3-0 as well at the start yeah. of the season. That was with Ronald Koeman. What, what were your prediction, Chris, for that Everton game? What are your thoughts on it? I'm going to go for 2-0. I think, as you say, Allardyce he is a good organiser. He sorts teams out, does a good job wherever he goes. It might not be pretty, but he's going to sort them yeah. out. Um, 
it's one of them ones where if you get the first goal, then they open up and you can kind of finish them off. Like the Stoke game. Yeah, yeah, massively. It just depends how long they can keep us out for. So, you know, the, the sooner we get that first goal, the better. Yeah. Uh, I've, it's Wembley, it's the Premier League. I think it'll be tight. I'll go, I'm going to go for a 1-0 Spurs. I think it'll be a, a difficult game, but I think we'll just have enough. And the quality of Kane, Ali Eriksson or Son will be enough on mm. the day to beat them. Um, I, I just want to say something about Wembley. Mm. We've only lost one league game at Wembley, yeah. and that was the first game that we played, <coughs> and we lost to West Ham in the Cup. It's not been an absolute disaster. No, no, no. And it's probably because we were so good last year. Yeah, we've had the odd draw here and there, but you, you get that. So this whole thing of blaming Wembley and, oh, it's rubbish, it is what it is, and we've got to get on with it. Yeah. Just to counter that, though, I see what you're saying, Kev. It hasn't been that you're saying that I didn't realise we'd only lost once in the league, but... The big games were not winning, and the little games were drawing. You know, Swansea, Burnley, uh, West Brom. Um, <coughs> if you can't beat the big teams, you absolutely have to take maximum points mm. from the little games. Um, and and we're not so those fixtures against Man U and Arsenal. Is it at the end of this month? Early next month? It's within both games they're within twelve days. Thirty first and a tenth, and I think Liverpool sandwiched in between. Yeah, them two home games they're, are they're massive. Huge. But you know we we you know I I don't I think there's a bit of atmosphere there yeah it's not mm-hmm. as good as the lane we all know that but you know it's a it's a case of fans creating the atmosphere and not moaning mm-hmm. that there isn't an atmosphere. So the fixtures we've got coming up we have Everton then we have Southampton yep. again then we've got Man United at home Liverpool away Arsenal at home Juventus away Crystal Palace at home so Crystal Palace away Huddersfield at home Juventus away but that period of United Liverpool Arsenal Juventus. Yeah, but that's well, that's that's what that's we're there for. That's what we're there for. You know, the Juventus game. You know, we're all really looking forward to that. And and yeah, that's what it's all about, Jack. I agree. You know, playing. Agree. In, the you know, this is what we're there for. You know, we've not got you know a, a partisan Belgrade sandwiched in between yeah, the yeah, games yeah. or something like that. Because you've got to keep up the same you know intensity of play. You can't just oh, well, we're going to drop a few players that game because we've got an easy Thursday Cup match, you know. Yeah. It'd be good. It's a good good period, you know. Yeah. The Liverpool game, for me, <coughs> is the one that slightly concerns me. We need to go up there. We need to put on a show because mm. we've seen some really poor... Both the Manchester away games and the Arsenal away game have been really poor performances, mm. all three of them. Mm. So I want to see a marked improvement for that yeah. game. Also, I had a question from Modern underscore Boys on Reddit. Uh, it said, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on the battle for the top four places now that we're over halfway through the season. We're currently standing fifth, three points behind Liverpool in fourth. We've got Everton and Southampton next, but then play United, Liverpool and Arsenal. Given Liverpool's good form, are you worried we may, we may miss out on Champions League football this year? I am a little worried. I want mm. to be positive and stuff, but you know, I think you look at the two Manchester clubs and Chelsea, they're more or less cemented in that top three. And then you've got ourselves, Arsenal and Liverpool, all fighting for the fourth spot. Um, I am worried our head-to-head records mm. haven't been great, but that that fixture list that you just read out is going to define our season yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, United, Arsenal uh, and Liverpool, if we can get six points from that I'd, I'd be over the moon um, Liverpool are really good I think I still think even though they've lost Coutinho I still think they're, they're going to do alright um, we just got to hope that um, Arsenal completely capitulate with Sanchez yeah. and Ozil contracts still running down they haven't announced it still um, Arsenal fans aren't happy 
um, you know, it's it's going to be difficult. What I, th- do you think? I, I think yeah, I think we can do it, but I think it's going to be difficult. I think because of the, you know, the way that Liverpool spending money again is just ridiculous. You know, seventy five million in January, and Chelsea are just going to throw money at the squad like they always do. <coughs> we've just got to go on a good run and we've got yeah. to put pressure on the teams above us you know we've got to find that 6-7 match you know constant winning games and there are spells when we can do that as Chris quite rightly says we get through that hard spell and we're in a similar position we're there I think Liverpool and May United and, and even Chelsea are all always on, all, all three clubs are on the verge of a meltdown like they mm. are at Woolwich. But you're only are ever three defeats away from all your managers. Don't you are. All of that. You are. Mm. We're not going to have that at Tottenham. You know, that's that's not going to happen at mm. Tottenham. Whereas other clubs, it will will happen. Mm. I, I think if we, I think we can chase Man United down. I really, really think we can chase. If United I had, down. had to ask you now for where we're going to finish in the league this season, what would you say? I'm going to go. We're going to finish fourth with Man United fifth and Woolwich oh. sixth. Get good odds on that, Chris. Um, Twelve. <laughs> I I want I want I want to say fourth. I'm, we have to get Champions League. It's so so important. Um, Kev makes a good point about United <coughs> just completely collapsing. So I don't see Mourinho being there next year. I don't mm. think they're very happy. So I think we'll get fourth, and I don't think Liverpool are gonna miss out. And um, you know Arsenal didn't get it last year. They were determined to get back mm. in there. But then again, are United really going to drop that many points? They it's might. Hard, they might. It? They it's might hard. do. They might do. You know, if if Mourinho loses the dressing room, they could plummet. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Kevin. I, I, I think I think the 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 issue is as we've seen in the past two seasons, and I've said it again, you can't let the lead above you get bigger than five points. Yeah. Because then you're looking at three games it's hard to, to catch chase it, it up. down. Yeah. We've seen it with Leicester and with Chelsea. It's hard to chase that that many points down. Mm. Because even if you win and the other team loses, you're still playing mm-hmm. catch-up. Uh, one interesting thing is fourth place gets you straight in the group stage next year. There's no qualifying next year. And also one other thing, there is there is a, a bigger possibility than there has been in previous years that an English club is going to win the Champions League. Mm. Yeah. So if that happens, it's a top five. Fifth place becomes no. a Champions League spot. Yeah, it does. Well, I'm not convinced about that. Well, I heard them talking on uh, BT Sport about it. All right, uh, OK. I don't. I don't think that applies. I think it mm. would only apply if the team finishes outside the, t- the top. Chelsea, so Chelsea if United finished yeah. fifth and won it, a bit like when Chelsea finished, mm. because technically Woolwich could win the uh, Thursday Cup, and you can have you, <coughs> you, you only allow five teams. So then the fourth team would drop out, wouldn't mm. they? Well, so just one final thing before we finish. Um, I went out for a drink with a friend of mine last week, um, who unfortunately informed me when we were there that he'd lost his job, which was quite sad. Um, because he'd slept with one of his clients which obviously is a bit controversial but I always got told that he was excellent at his job and that he's one of the best vets in London <laughs> <laughs> remember whatever happens the future's bright the future's lily white come on his first Top 
Casey Keller, USA, Woodgate is not fit to play. Tramatini, Cudicini, Freddie Canute. Gary Mabbitt in Chilin. Sergi Rebra for the win. Run for me, Nick on me, 4 3 Stout Terry. Heroes in white and blue. We've all loved you since 1882. Even when I'm feeling grey. Despite the tears and pain, I go to White Hart Lane. Lineker playing fair. Modric here, there, everywhere. Pat Jennings, luscious hair. Super Vertonghen. Avliyachenko, number nine. Naeem from the halfway line. Villa's running 81. Under Twin Towers. Daniel Levy's transfer steals. Harry Redknapp steals on wheels. The legend Steve Perryman, MBE. Hugo Loris, clean sheet. Born at Stefan Dalmatty. I'm playing at White Hart Lane, Nicola Bertie. Heroes in white and blue. This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick. He showed the world what Spurs could do. The League and Cup we won in 1961. Aaron Lennon's long green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hutton wheel knew his passport said Spain Berbatov turn and strop Hartsy saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave Scott me raised Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same. Flattenberg doesn't, doesn't give the goal. Abizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, we don't care. Martin, Martin, yo. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy inter-equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back Andersimovic Co-Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardwister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steagle was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar Davids Dreadlocks Palacios Stripey Socks Everson Hattrick Dave Mackay picking fights European Glory Knights Terry Dyson go on my son Cliff Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White Legendary Lily White Out there A.S. Forget Two there is to do Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Alan Gilsey. Lily from White Hart Lane, Kazuyuki Toda, Bentley's free kick over, we treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your arse. And Liam Walker's page three girl, Gus Poirier, free kick Gomez made super saves, he can shake my wife. Edrington loved the cookies Andy Reid loved the cookies Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game Heroes in blue and white When I feel depressed in Coccinola undressed Point won't give up the fight 
Old Fox never quits, you can be sure of it. Robinson's long shot, AVB's deep squat, David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup. Andy Sinton's England call, Michael Brown starts a brawl, Peter Crouch eight foot tall, Jürgen Klinsmann's dive. Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision, Howard Webb's bad decisions, Robin Vega playing Sega, Sandro's kung fu kick. Eric Torsdale looking swell Espen Barson, Leonard and Smith and Ship is bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We like to win style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White and White are made If the budget allows, the answer will be ours Thanks Dave Henson, 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, it's the ball did the trick He showed the world what's for to do The leading cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain, I go to White Hart Lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story Will echo with glory